welcome to the Proper Mental Podcast. Normalising open and honest conversations about mental health by having open and honest conversations about mental health. Episode 69 of the Proper Mental Podcast. And this week I'm joined by two of the co founders of Talk Club, Gavin Thorpe and Ben Akers. Talk Club is a talking and listening group for men based around the idea of mental fitness. And their aim is to get men to talk more openly about their thoughts, feelings, worries, and day to day gripes in safe and confidential spaces across the UK and beyond. And Talk Club kind of came about when one of the co-founders, Ben, lost his childhood best friend to suicide in 2014. And as part of processing the grief, Ben made a film about it. It's called Steve. And it's all about male mental health and suicide and why this terrible statistic is so high. And it was along the process of making that film that the idea for Talk Club kind of came about, really. And um, Ben gathered together a group of his friends and um, yeah and they started it off and it has just grown uh, incredibly in a very short space of time and it was wonderful to chat to um, to Gavin and Ben. I believe in what they're doing so much and their passion for it was really really infectious. I left this one feeling quite inspired to uh, to do something, to do anything, to do more, to try and make a difference. So we talk about the Steve documentary that Ben made, we talk about where the idea came from and how Gavin got on board And we talk about like the system and the process of putting this together. Everything that Talk Club do is really well thought out. There is a reason for everything. And we chat about this structure and the format that they use. And it's just brilliant. You know, the the depth of stuff that's happened behind the scenes to get into it and to make it happen. Yeah, it's just wonderful. We talk about men's mental health. We talk about why men find it difficult to talk about stuff. We chat about mental fitness, the power of listening, and why it's important to check in on good days as well as bad days. Yeah, and it's wicked, man. They're doing wonderful, wonderful things. We recorded this on an evening. It was like a Thursday evening, and all three of us are dads to small children. So we were all a bit giddy, I think, because we were getting out of um, doing bedtime and all that stuff. And the lads were enjoying a beer when we logged on to Zoom. And they're just such nice blokes, and there's such a lovely vibe between them. You can tell that they're really good mates. And they're enjoying themselves and they're just bouncing off each other. And I really felt a part of that too. It kind of felt like we were having our own little mini talk club on a on a Thursday night, you know, putting the world to rights and chatting about men's mental health. They've got loads of lovely stuff coming up as well. And we talk about all that in the episode. So if you want to get involved in any of it, get in touch with them. If you just head to wetalkclub.com, everything you need to know is there. They're across all social media at Talk Club UK. I've also in the episode notes, I'll put links to all that stuff. Also put notes to Ben's documentary, the Steve film. That's just wonderful as well. It's some very heavy topics covered in a very compassionate and informative and just lovely way. Um, it's a real special watch and uh, yeah, I highly recommend it. A lot of the things we talk about in this episode are quite heavy, but hopefully done in a very loving and compassionate and informative way. So yes, we do talk about suicide. We do talk about some of the darker, more challenging aspects of mental health. So just to let you know that that's in there. 
if you want to catch up with me, as always, propermentalpodcast.com. You can email me through the website or at propermentalpodcast on all social media platforms. And normally, this is the bit where I nag you for a review, but I'm not going to do that. This time, head over to Talk Club and get involved with Miles for Miles, which is coming up in May. Do that. Instead of leaving me a review, go and leave them a few quid. How about that? That's much nicer. And so with that in mind, here we are. This is episode 69 of the Proper Mental Podcast with Gav and Ben from Talk Club. Thank you very much for listening. Enjoy. So here we are with another episode of the Proper Mental Podcast. And my guests this week is Ben Akers and Gavin Thorpe from Talk Club. And I usually start, guys, I usually ask my guests like how they are. Very simple. How are you, mate? But um, as it's you guys, and for reasons that I'm sure are going to become clear as this conversation goes on, I've got to ask you, how are you both out of 10? Yeah, excellent. Ben, do you want to kick off? Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm probably the highest I've been all day. Uh, so I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check in at a seven and a half. I'm a bit tired, but, um, but it's the highest I've been all day. I've been stuck with the kids all day. But um, the actual quietness of just hanging out with Gav uh, and, and you obviously as well Tom in, in, uh, in, in the office having a clear head I'm actually the highest I've been all day so I was checking at seven and a half. Thanks for sharing me. Uh, I'm Sermon A. Uh, I've just had a bag of chips and I'm having a clear head. <laughs> so a little promo there uh, from Bristol Beer Factory. Um, and obviously you can buy other beers elsewhere. Uh, <laughs> but don't. But don't. Don't. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, I'm an eight. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Uh, it's nice to uh, escape. I've got children as well, so it's nice to escape the house at bedtime. So this is why we booked it for this time, <laughs> so we could get out of bed time. Oh, <laughs> mate. Well, that's had the exact same effect for me, so I appreciate it <laughs> very, very much. Yeah, great. Oh, thank you so much for coming on, guys. I really, really um, appreciate your time. I'm really looking forward to this. Um, I suppose the best place to to jump into it, Ben, is with yourself. Because am I right in thinking that it's your documentary from a few years ago that kind of uh, planted the seed for for Talk Club and what we're going to talk about tonight? Yeah. So, um, so 2014, my childhood best friend took his own life, a bloke called Steve Yates, and I just returned to the country. Uh, been in Australia for six years. He'd been in Canada for, for almost the same amount of time. And we were planning to catch up and meet, um, being back in the country. Um, I'll be back a couple of weeks. And um, out of nowhere, I've, uh, his cousin rang me and he, he... I knew something was wrong. I knew, I knew for her to ring me. I knew it was any news about Steve. But I thought it'd be anything, anything in the world apart from, apart from suicide. Like he used to drive when we were kids, we used to drive around the lanes far too fast. I automatically thought it was a car accident. That was automatically my thinking. And I'd never been confronted by suicide before. Um, and and it just sort of I mean not knocked me out, if I'm honest. Um fast forward three years, a lot of therapy, a lot of searching, very little answers. Um, and I'm sitting in a hammock in France and I'm reading a magazine. Uh, that sort of says that suicide is the biggest killer of men under 45 at that time, uh, a man every two hours. 
and I just sort of felt really crap about that. I felt sort of like, I felt Steve was more than statistic. Obviously, it triggered me. Now I know what triggering is, but it triggered me beyond belief. And in the same magazine, I read that later on that, that in another article that men of our age um, watch uh, the, about, about our habits and stuff like that. And then we watch sport and documentaries. So I, I sat in this hammock and I, I, uh, and I sort of went, I'm going to make a film. I'm going to make a film about Steve and I'm going to try and change some of these horrible statistics. So I said to my wife, I'm going to want to make a film. And she said, no, you're not. I sort of said, mm-hmm. please. She said, no. Uh, she said, I, I don't think you should do this. I think it'll be too hard for you. I think it'll be, I think it'll be too confronting. I don't think you're over it all yet, but I sort of said, I need it to be part of my process. So we started it and we didn't really know what it was going to be. It was sort of getting a family over, um, uh, on board, um, trying to create a film of, uh, of sort of hope because I come from an advertising background. I wanted to try and save that problem. I didn't. I'm not. I'm not a documentary maker, if you if you like. Um, a very kind journalist described the film when it came out as a changeumentary. So that was so it was lovely stuff like that. So for a year, well, we've we've crowdfunded a lot of it, pulled in a load of people, uh, interviewed two of the two of the um, uh, two of the production team are co-founders of Talk Club. Two people we interviewed are founders of Talk Club as well, co-founders of Talk Club. And um, I met Gav through a friend. We're both, we're both Arsenal fans. We're talking away about stuff. Gav tells me about his about the music that he's done uh, and sort of everyone's telling me about this brilliant stuff that he's done. And he goes, you can use some of my music for your film. And I was like, this is amazing. And then then, then he remembers to tell me later on that he's involved, that he's, a, he's trained to be a therapist. And, um, and I thought that that's so, so, so it all came together off the back of this film. Mm. And then Gav performed, we, we launched it in the film in May 2000, no, March 2019. Um, and Gav performed one of the songs from the film. And then on that day, we launched Talk Club. Mm. Yeah. Wow. So, was it just a case of kind of, um, you know, you've made the film and it's like, well, what else can we do? You know, the film's out there. It's affecting people. People are seeing it. But what now? You know, put your heads together and come up with a with some sort of structure for the next step. Yeah, well, it was, we were we were when we were filming it. We were we, people were asking us a lot about the process of actually getting it through the crowdfunding. People adding ideas and stuff like that. And what I was finding was I interviewed a bloke called Luke Luke Kembler, who's sort of uh, Luke Ambler, who um, who runs a, a thing called Annie's Man Club. And what I saw the power of this, this idea of a talking group. And then I interviewed Calm, the Best Man Project, and, and they were doing stuff like that. And then in the film, there's a section called The, called, uh, the Round Table. And what I found was that the idea of like, we don't understand what mental health is really. We sort of, we, 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 people, people say mental health and they think, men, uh, they think mental illness. And, in, and I discovered this in this sort of, in this, the, the Round Table I did with my best mates. And then this bloke called uh, Danny Scholthorpe, ex-England player, introduced me to the idea of mental fitness. So suddenly all these things were going on. But what I was finding was no one was really looking at preventative. No one was really looking upstream. Calm is literally that moment of, of keeping you, uh, the helplines keeping you alive. Um, AMC were very much positioning themselves as an alternative to therapy because blokes weren't using therapy. And what we were, tra- so what, so what, we were talking. What I was talking about with one with Neil, one of the other founders, was 
there's got to be something else. So then what we did was we basically, as these things started developing, we started collecting the six of us and we were sort of talking around this idea, came up with the, came up with the name. And then when we did the screenings, we did sort of, we've done 50 screenings now up and down the country. The idea was to go to where men were. So we went to pubs, clubs, sports clubs. I did a prison, three prisons. I did sort of Coots, the Queen's Bank. And the idea was literally where men were. And what we were finding was that if you go to them, if you, you get them to open up, suddenly it's a lot easier. And then, and then as Gab's got on his T-shirt, um, we were missing one vital ingredient that came from Mr. Blue O'Connor, which was, how are you out of 10? Because what we found was that everyone says, talk to your friends. And you go, I don't know how to talk to my friends. I don't know how to talk. I've never talked this foreign language called feelings before. So that's where the basis of that was. And then Gav being a therapist and understanding all, the, all, that, all, all the, the psychological side of it and all the, the, the be honest, the safety side of it all that we needed, it just started coming together. Like the team has all got very different skills and we just started coming together. I'm just, I'm just sort of a, a loud storyteller. Gave us the real brains. And it's sort of, mm. so it's, so that's where we started getting to, to what we are now with two and a half thousand men and 60 groups around the world. Yeah. That's incredible. That's really, really cool. So Gav, was it like your, um, your work as a therapist that's sort of informed, I suppose, the format, if that's the right, the right word, you know, how the sessions are, are put together. Yeah, I suppose that's, yeah, that's what I brought to the, to the group, I suppose, is that um, there, I think there was about eight or 10 rounds when I think first saw the first draft of what, what talk club. I, it, it, when, I, when I got involved, it was very much sort of an idea and, and it was more of a, I think the idea originally was sort of like jumpers for goalposts, get men to do it themselves sort of thing, mm. wasn't it? Let them run the groups and do it themselves. And then I was like, well, let's, why don't we do get something a bit more structured and get and, and, and let's do it ourselves, but let's, it has to be quite boundary and safe. And then listen to Ben's experience of, of his experience of going to these men's talking groups. It was almost then, well, let's sort of take the best bits, the, the greatest hits of all the men's talking groups, and let's make it, and I don't say better, but let's make our, make it our own. What, what, what can we do different? And I suppose for us, uh, uh, the first thing um, uh, we, we said was that, well, if you just put men in a room, they're going to shout over each other. They're not going to listen. And it's going to basically, it's going to be carnage. And so we said, we need to get some boundaries in. We need to make it so it's more, 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 it's rounds. We take it in terms of talk, have a talking ball. And so we just sort of refined it and refined it. I think we, as we said, started with eight rounds originally, and then we got it down to four. So the four rounds now are, how are you out of 10? And then the second round is, um, what are you grateful for? What is working at the moment in your life? What you have at work or relationship? Um, and the third round is what are you doing this week for your mental fitness, what you're doing for, for you, for your time to help you get through. And then obviously round four is your checkout number. Really simple and, and really tight. Really tight. So there's no cross, oh mate, you should do this, go and buy a hammer and smash stuff. No, oh, yeah. There's none of that sort of because the very early ones, people started having conversations about antidepressants and are they good for you? Are they bad? And I know, and, I, and we were like, oh, do you know what? This can quite quickly get out of hand. Oh, you shouldn't take those pills. You shouldn't. You know? And so we thought that's great, but you can have those conversations in the pub on your own. 
we need something that's a bit more structured. And that's when we sat down. Ben's mum, Pam, is also an experienced therapist. Um, so we sat down together and, and all of us contributed, but we sort of headed it up and said, right, how can we make this a bit more structured and, and obviously and be more boundaries and safe? So that's where, uh, and, then the, and to be honest, Facebook, you know, uh, we've come off Facebook now, ironically. Um, we've, we're off all the socials because um, we've got our own online community at wetalklove.com. Um, slash community. Slash community. Um, and, uh, but it all started on Facebook. Facebook really launched us because we were sort of going, well, what are we going to do? How are we going to launch these clouds? What are we going to do? So we, went, we, we, we set up a private group on Facebook. I was a member of um, a, counseling, it's a counseling group on Facebook and there was 20,000 members on this group. Wow. And what I loved about it and I shared with the guys was this group's brilliant because as a, at the time I was a trainee, um, everyone was sharing and supporting each other. I said, it's amazing, you go on there and you, everyone's supporting each other. And I thought, well, oh, maybe that could work for Talk Club. So that's when we were like, well, let's make a private Talk Club group on Facebook, the main group, and let's see what happens. And then very quickly, we had 2,000 people join. Um, and, and, and it was amazing to see people going on there and talking and sharing. And then from that, we could go, right, let's set up some Bristol groups, Liverpool, Manchester, London. And we just started, it grew from that, really, from yeah. the, from Facebook. And now we're off Facebook. So <laughs> he's come almost full circle. Yeah. 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 I suppose it's all about um, ease of use, right? If there's like a reluctance to start and a not knowing where to start and a not knowing where to jump in. I sometimes think like talking about mental health is almost like jumping on like a moving bike or something, you know, you're waiting for your opportunity and then the opportunity passes. So they go back quiet again and it's like waiting for these perfect conditions. And I suppose with the, by having that structure to it, it's almost like a flow, you know, it almost kind of like guides people. So they've still got con control of what they're saying, but like you say, without it becoming a, a free for all. Well, I think the important thing that we wanted to get across is actually what men are not good at is listening men are not good listeners and it's a fact <laughs> and so i think for us what was really important about talk club is that you are listening to other men you're listening and you're not going you're not got a, a, that, that incentive of going well i want to jump in now and say what i've got to say you're, you're listening to what everyone in the room is saying and so we're teaching men to be better listeners essentially and we've already had someone was already has already fed that back to us hadn't they and said yeah. my, my husband is definitely a better listener so it's going to talk club so uh, it, it does, it works. And, and one of the guys early on when we started the groups, because obviously we were running them to see how it works, and one guy said, "This is ama it's amazing just to sit here and say how I feel and no one jump in and tell me what I should do. And try and, solve it. try and solve it. He said, oh, in my job, I get shut down. At home, I get shut down. Here, I, I, I'm being heard. And we forget the power of that, that for some people, they may be not heard at all in their life. And so it's very powerful to have that stage, that moment. And as we said, it's that's the whole point of Talk Club is it's it's for if for example, if you are an introvert, this is the perfect stage. You know, mm. if, so if you're an extrovert, like some talking clubs, people can take over and dominate. This gives everybody in that room, we're all equal. Yeah, and that's the that's the beauty of Talk Club. Everyone in that room is equal. Everyone's got a, it's got their time to talk and open up. And I think as well with, with how you out of 10, it's a real easy way to get talking. So when we when we like we didn't actually ask you your number, Tom, but we could do that, we can do that at the end. Um, 
But what, what's great about it is that you, you um, <clears throat> one man's five can be another man's eight. It, it's completely up to you. But what happens is that when you and if I'm just walking down the street and I'll see a, I'll see a bloke or I see a friend or whatever and I'll and I can see something's not right. How are you? How are you out of ten? Obviously, it's his choice to tell me what number he's up to. But also, what I'm saying in that moment is I want to listen. Mm. And quite a lot of the time, especially the way that how quickly we move in society nowadays, we we think that we don't want to burden people with. I'm pissed off with this. I'm annoyed with that. Right, and just even before. You, before we started this, we had a little moan about what's gone on this evening. The two of us lifted me by by half a number straight away, and and I think he's just getting just that releasing that pressure, just getting out. When we're not like obviously our ultimate goal is to is to stop mental ill health and suicide, but we're actually it's not about we're we're like a gym. The way that we look at it, the way that a gym does to stop heart attacks, right? Is that is that the more that you talk about your worries, the more you let it off, the more you let it out. You just you you you're not you don't you don't make it a big thing. Mm. You just let that let that steam out. It will make you a better person. You'll become more mentally fit. You'll become a better father. You'll become a better son. You'll become a better friend. And and that's what we're finding. Today, even just on my way down, I was like, I had a call from. Uh, a, a memo, a voice memo from our uh, our Ipswich town captain, telling me about how great his session was, and just give me a download of how these men were opening up. And he goes like, "Just, just going to me. Hope you guys know how 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 much of an impression you guys are making." And it's just lovely. Like for me, it's I have to I I, I do forget if I'm honest because we we got we we're, we're moving at 400 miles an hour, but just getting those little calls give you a bit of a grounding and. To me, they're really, really important to just sort of to, to, to actually take stock every now and again. And, and, and I want to say about the importance of the how are you out of 10. Um, I've told this story a few times, uh, not on other podcasts. This is the first time I've told this story on a podcast. <laughs> so it's not a story I'm banding around. Um, but recently after lockdown, I met a friend uh, in, a pub, in a pub for a pint. And of course, when I turned up, like, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm all right, mate. Yeah, I'm all right. Yeah, and I said, well, actually, well, actually, can I ask, what's your number? You know, how are you feeling out of 10? He said, he stopped, as everyone does, looks up and thinks for a bit. And then he goes, actually, I'm a three. And I'm like, wow. I said, for me, that's that's a really low number. My, I'm generally an eight and three is really low for me. I was like, is that low for you? And he was like, yeah, to be honest, I'm really struggling. And we had an amazing conversation. Um, and he then, uh, he texted me the next day and he said, I went home last night. I told my wife that I'm that I'm depressed and I'm struggling. Um, I'm going to go and get to go to the doctors and get some and, and, and see them and get some and tablets. Uh, and he's booked in to see a counsellor. And I thought, God, maybe maybe not. But a couple of weeks down the line, he could have taken his life, you know. And that one question, that one moment, might have saved his life. We'll never know, obviously, but that's the whole point we're saying to people about how are you out of 10. By asking someone, and I've heard this story so many times in a brilliant book I read recently about, um, they were telling a story about a woman who was, who was, who was going towards a bridge to, to, to take her life. And she said, they said, what stopped you? She said, I bumped into an old friend and they, they asked me, how am I doing? And I really missed you and I really would like to see you for a coffee sometime. And she said, it actually saved her life. Because she suddenly realised people give a shit about me. People care about me. And, and that's why this is important with Talk Club is, is compassion 
and 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 showing love for each other but the how are you out of 10 is part of that because you're, you're saying i care i'm hearing you how are you doing out of 10 and in that moment people can stop and listen engage it and so I, it's a couple of examples there of i really feel it's made a huge difference um in just showing you care for each other rather than just going hello mate you're right yeah all right bye you know it's actually and that's why for me, it was the first time I realized that the how are you out of 10 is it, it really is powerful. Yeah, yeah. So a wonderful thing. I've been thinking about it all day, you know, with this conversation coming up. And I, I just keep thinking of more reasons why it's like a really, really good thing. Mm-hmm. I love the idea um, that you mentioned before about how it kind of advertises safe space. You know, if you're asking that question in those words, in that way, you're saying whatever you say, I am here for. Yeah. without having to explain that. And I love that. And what I found for myself today is that I was thinking, well, what's my number? You know, what is my number today? And what I noticed is um, as the day went on, my number naturally changed and it started pretty low and it got higher as the day went on. Mm-hmm. And I think when people aren't well, I know in the past I was um, very ill with my mental health for quite a long time. And if I had woke up at a two or a three, Mm. I would never have tried to get to a four or five or six. I'd have yeah. said, oh yeah. no, today's going to be awful. Yeah. Strap in because here comes the one, you know, that would have been, but being able to kind of monitor it through that day, it brought a level of awareness. And I was thinking, all right, okay. So I do feel a bit of a four this morning. Why do I feel a four? Well, my daughter got up at half past four this morning. So that ain't going to help. Do you know what I mean? And it's only nine o'clock and I've had four coffees that ain't helping too. And when I analyzed my number, it kind of gave me the answers to why I was feeling like shit, you know? And I think that level, it's easy to say to people, oh, you know, think about these things, have that awareness, but to have a a structure and a way of monitoring that, I think that's just lovely, really empowering. Well, the self-awareness is key. I mean, that's exactly what it's about, isn't it? It's self-awareness and managing that. We're responsible for us. I mean, that's, that's the thing. We're responsible for our physical health and our mental health. And that's what it comes down to. We're responsible for, for how, how we are um, and what do we do. About it. And, and this is a great way of, like you said, managing that, um, but not putting too much pressure either, not going, oh, I have to be a seven by the end of the day mm. and just going, okay, like you said, no, I, I feel crap today. I'm a four. Okay, I accept that. Maybe tomorrow I'll be a five. Let's see. And, and, and then you get an idea of, 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 of what's going on for you. Yeah, I mean, my, yeah. my, my favourite bit in TC is um, how you can look after your mental fitness this week, round three. And for me, it's brilliant because what you do is just an idea sharing. It's like you sit there and you go, and sometimes you'll sit there and a, 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 a bloke you never thought would try yoga goes, oh, I tried yoga last week. And then another bloke goes, well, you've tried it, I'll try it. Do you know what I mean? And, and you get that. And there was there was a brilliant, brilliant moment a couple of summers ago now. And um, we were, I was at a session and my, my littlest, she she gets me, like was getting up really, really early. And um, and I was going downstairs and I sort of like, and normally I'd, I'd be that case of, oh, okay, I'll just put CBBs on and try and get another, not try and get another half hour sleep at half past five. And, but at TC the night before, this bloke sort of said he's, he's suffering from insomnia. And what he does is he, he gets up and he goes out and sits in the garden, reads a book and watches the sun come up. And I went, I'm going to do that. So I took Willow outside and we, we watched the, uh, watched the, she's playing on the slide, having a great time. I'm reading a book, uh, 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 which I, as, as a father of three, I don't read books. So I've got no time for that type of stuff. 
And, and we're watching the sun come up together and it was a brilliant morning, but I changed that. I changed that. I could have been grumpy. I could have ruined. So, so half past six, I've got Pharrell Happy playing and I'm making pancakes for everyone. So the kid, the other two come down and like, what's going on here? And I've changed their mood. And I'm not saying we can do that all the time because of pressure on ourselves. But, but to me, it was just a moment of, I'm going to change today. Mm. And... And it's the same as I'm going to go for a run this morning, right? When when people, this is the whole point of when it comes to mental health and physical health. When you see someone going for a run, you don't go, oh, God, they must be unfit, right? But when you hear someone going to therapy, you go, what's wrong, right? And to me, it's so skewed wrong. It's so, like, we, 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 we don't look at our mental health in the same way, like, our mental fitness, that's the reason why I love mental fitness, because that tells to me that, that it's, a, it's a great, you can move up and down. Mm. And I can be mentally unfit today, or I can be mentally fit today. I can feel physically unfit today, or I can feel physically fit today. And I can control that, as Gav says. I can lift that. And I'm not talking about mental ill health. Mental illness is a different thing. But that's obesity. Do you know what I mean? It's the same way. And it's sort of... and. But we, we, for so many years, we've expected our brain to look after itself. And we've known about physical health, but we, we, we don't do that with our mental health. Mm. Yeah, completely. That makes a lot of sense. I love that analogy of, um, of the whole mental fitness thing and learning from other people, right? Because we could often get, you know, we have things that we know work for us and you kind of get a bit stuck in a rut and maybe you do the same things over and over and maybe they stop working a little bit. And then someone else says, well, I do this or I'm going to do this you know, that week and you learn too. So oh, I will try and, you know, read a book in the garden. And there's something nice about swapping those, those self-care ideas, those mental fitness ideas as well. I think that's really, um, really, really lovely. If you, um, if you think back to like when it first started in the early days, did it just catch fire straight away? Or did you have a few nights where you were kind of thinking, Oh, is anyone going to walk through that door tonight? You know, how did it, how did it start yeah. to kick off? Yeah, I mean, the very first, I've got to give a shout out to Bristol Beer Factory, Sam at Bristol Beer Factory, because that's where the first ever talk club happened. There's a mural in uh, on, on the beer factory that says, how are you out of 10 on the wall, done by Inky. And we, and we got that done there purposely because talk club was born there, really. It was the very first one we ever did. And I think it was just the founders for the first couple yeah. of weeks um that were attending we're like well this is fine we get to talk about our, our you know mental health and and then eventually you know one or two people started coming and it started building and building and so um the nice thing is it's always been quite organic hasn't mm. it it's always it doesn't feel for, we've never you know it's never been felt like it's forced it's always felt like everything that's happened like we are sat here now in our own office in the tobacco factory and the three directors are getting paid now by the charity. Three days a week, three three whole days, three whole whole days a week. A week. Um, we've got our own beer, and it's it's it is incredible that the um, three years on we are sat here doing this as a as a as a charity. Um, but it's because it's working, and I, and people can see that it works, and they have trust in what we're doing and 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 what we're trying to achieve. And I think as well, because we had a gang to start with, didn't yeah. we? Because it was a gang of us, because it wasn't just one person or two people starting this thing. We were, we, and, and we've got a very positive gang. We've got a great board of trustees now as well. Uh, three, the, the three other founders are on the trustees along with some other great people. But, um, but what's great about it is that, that when it comes to something like, like starting 
like a, we call it a mental health movement. That's what mental fitness movement. So when you're starting something like this, to start something on your own, you just put a hell of a lot of pressure on yourself. Mm. So what's great is that if I'm if I'm if I'm dropping, Gav can carry Gav can lift me up, or Gav can move forward, or Neil can move forward, or Blue can move forward, or Tom can move forward, or Claire can move forward. And that's what's great is having this gang. And and also it's it's the we're we we're a community and that's what we are. Like we've we've Gav's trained over you've trained over what, 120 captains now. Yeah, 120, yeah. And wow. and he's and sort of like so you've got like so so we've got these we've got these men out there who are carrying on this idea and owning it themselves and sort of running their groups and sort of and then spreading on this this thing because we're as men we we we're looking for connection and it's like as we were saying as as we were saying before i think it's quite a lot of it is about human connection actually going like being validated and as arsenal fan just put us in really good stead <laughs> for believing that it's going to be all right you know the eternal optimist of we're going to win the league again one day it's going to be all right it's going to arteta's here we're going to be fine you know arteta we trust so you know yeah so i think that's part of it us being both arsenal fans who are yeah. like I know, suppose if you're going. A, if you're an Arsenal fan, you're always going to need someone to get your number up, aren't you? Yeah. Exactly. Oh my God! Yeah. yeah. Well, it feels a Sunderland fan, so yeah. he's, he's he's used to sort of the, he's used to the world of, <laughs> of optimism. <laughs> oh, superb! Yeah. Um, I was thinking about the the barriers to men talking about this stuff, right? So there's a reason that Talk Club works, you know. Why why do you think that statistic you mentioned before about we all know that statistic about men under 45? Why why do you think is that? You know, where what is it obviously it's multifaceted, but you know, as a general overview, what are your thoughts on that? Why do you think talk club works and men relate to it? Yeah, and you know, well, so more so like um why why is there such a need for it, right? So what is going so wrong with men that that there's such a need for for talk club and, and similar organizations well, i think it's obviously been going on for a lot you know we're talking uh, just since men were cavemen yeah you know i don't think this is a new thing and men have not talked forever i mean we get asked all the time when you're going to set up a female talk club and i was like this is already happening my wife's already in a talk club she's already doing it they've been doing it every thursday since the kids since they've had babies they, yeah they call it brunch right months, don't you groups of mums in the in in the cafe with their babies talking supporting each other crying laughing you don't see groups of men with with their babies in it or anything like that crying and laughing and so they're already doing it women are already are talking and connecting and listening as we said before and so i think it's down to that it's down to the masculinity of oh no you've got to you know toughen up man up you know we say open up not man up you know, it's, it's this whole thing of you've got to be tough, you've got to fight weak to speak. You know, yeah, it's weak to speak. All these phrases, and I think, I, I definitely, dad's generation, my dad's generation, our generation. I think the generation coming through are a lot better. I think they are talking more, um, are more open. Um, I think it is going to be, you know, obviously there's a whole new, uh, you know, issue with with obviously that and the pandemic, but. Um, I think it's it's an historical thing of of men have always um, struggled to to be vulnerable because they show they, they see vulnerability as a sign of weakness mm. rather than going actually it's, it's a strength 
And that's the reason why mental fitness works, because mm-hmm. what it does is mental fitness is, is a positive way of looking at it. So if you go, you go, you can be mentally stronger, right? You can be mentally fitter by talking about stuff. Oh, I didn't think of it like that. Mm-hmm. And you can see, like, and even when Danny Scholthorn said to me, literally it was a light bulb went on in my head. And I think the reason why TC is, is, is doing so well is because, A, we can be very adaptable. We're still very small and we, 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 we sort of go, well, let's try that. It didn't work. Let's move on. Um, but what we're doing is we're going to where men are. So we're, we only have them in men comfortable spaces, in the backs of pubs, in sort of a bit uh, gyms, <laughs> gyms beer factories um, and sort of football clubs and stuff like that. We have, we have easy entry places. We have like, we have talk and run. Talkins, uh, uh, talk and uh, bike. We have uh, talk and golf. We've got talk club football club, which is literally all it is is you meet these boys coming down to play seven aside football, and all they do is they stand in a circle before the game. They said a number out of ten and their headline. We play football, and they said a number out of ten and their headline at the end. And what's great about it is that they've they've just come down to play football, but they've had a little bit of mental fitness in there as well, mm. and. And you can sort of see these blokes, and it's really it's a really good entry point because you can come down to that or the running club. Again, it's the same with the running. But what they'll do is they'll do that, and then they'll come. They'll go down on a Monday, and then they'll come to the club on the and come to a talking group on a Wednesday. So we can see these progressions coming through. And like as 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 with the the beer, I mean, a non-alcoholic beer that actually the the tastes tastes good. We got it's not just us saying that. The independent voted it last year. Um, but just these little things, these little easy ways in, mm. saying that saying that it's not it's not it's not a stigma. We like we, we use this word quite a lot with with when it comes to the mental health and and mental health world. But you don't do that with gyms. You don't do that with you don't do that with physical health. Mm. So so we're just that's that's what we that's what we're doing stuff like this. That's what you're doing. We're just trying to sort of trying to get men to actually realise that that they need to look after themselves as well. I think, and we we I think just simplifying it as well. I think just having the how you are at ten, how you are at ten, it just simplifies it. Because if you say to a man that if I said to you, tell me how you're feeling, you're going to go, uh, all right, you know. But if you actually help people to go rather than you know, you see, look, ask twice and all these campaigns and stuff. It's like, but people don't know how to even ask or even how to where to begin with that and explain how they're feeling. But like you said, if you wake up and go feel crap yeah I'm, I'm probably about three then already that's way further down the line than you would have been sitting and get maybe getting frustrated with yourself going oh i don't know how i feel oh my god so actually very quickly you can you can you can monitor that but also i think if you look at the the end of suicide where people feel a burden on society and family and friends then when you watch very much because they're detached from a community or society at talk club you're part of a community so once you're with us and we say once you're in talk club you're in talk club for life there's no reason to leave you're in that community you're not a burden to us we want you in here we want to listen to what you've got to say we want to support you you're part of our family part of our community so uh, that's for me is really important because that's that's one of the, the main reasons why people take their life because they feel they're a burden they've disconnected yeah sure i always think if you look at the the particular the age bracket and i look at things that happened to me as i like journeyed through my 30s towards my 40s 
Um, like it's such a lonely time, you know, and kids come along and you want to like meet a mate to catch up and you have to get your diaries out, you know, and you have to cancel three times over a month before it happens. Right. And you just get more and more isolated. And I think, you know, we're designed to be part of tribes. We're designed to be part of communities, like you say, and having that, you know, having that ready built community that is saying, come on in, you're more than welcome. Like that just sounds lovely, doesn't it? And I think so many people are just missing it, are just yeah. missing that that connection with other with other human beings. Yeah. I mean, we're always like, why would you not want to be part of our community? <laughs> you know, if you're a man, why do you not want? I mean, I say to friends all the time, come to talk about. Oh no, I'm all right. I'm like, that's the whole point. You're all right. Okay, well then you can stay all right by being part of a talk club and and maintaining that mental fitness. There's so there's still this uh, there's education. There's still some education to be done. Uh, and making people uh, and people understand that it's not about that it's not about oh oh now i'm now broken so i now need to be fixed it's it's pre you know it's preventative it's, it's it's so, we, i mean i'll I'm not keep on harping on about the gym but it's, it's exactly that you get you might go start start going to the gym to get fit but you keep going to keep fit mm. right and the way that the way that the way that the system has worked with therapy and the way that it ha- has had to work because of finances and stuff like that is you get your six sessions and, and then you're better right but 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 the thing is it's it's not it's we're still in a broken fix it as gav, as gav says we're still in a broken fix it mentality mm. if you the best bit that i found with tc when we start because as i said we get one of these learnings you come in and i i uh we were going doing the one around the corner and it was these men were normally walking in the sixes walking in at, walking out at eights I, I was away for a couple of weeks, maybe a month, filming and stuff. I came back, and these all these men who were check were checking in at eights and checking out at nines or tens, and they were checking in at eights. And I've gone, so I came around you, and I was like, "Mate, brilliant, we've done it!" Like, but they're checking, they're getting it, they're getting the idea of you going to the gym to keep fit, mm. you're going to TC to keep mentally fit. Mm. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Perfect sense when you um when you put it like that. Yeah. I'm really interested as well in, in the role of um of wives, partners, girlfriends in getting people to come along. And the reason I'm asking, I've got a, a little men's talking group that I kind of run off the side of the of the podcast. And I've found that if I look at my social media, whenever I get a little bump, I was in the local paper recently and I just got this big bump in like followers and shares and things like that. And my following for the group is really, um, is mostly female. And it feels like to me that there's a lot of wives and girlfriends out there saying, oh, have you seen this? You know, and trying to give people a little bit of a, a nudge. And I was wondering if that was, if you'd experienced a similar thing with, um, you know, like the wives, for instance, finding out about Talk Club and then trying to convince the husbands to come along almost. Yeah, when I do the captains, the, the, the men who run the groups are called captains, by the way. They're just talking about. So when I do the captain's training, part of the captain's training at the end, I say to them, look, put up, here's the posters and leaflets. I said, don't just put them in gym. I said, put them in nail bars, you know, put them in hairdressers, put them in where women are, because they are the ones who will take them home and go, look, I've just seen this. You're struggling, aren't you? You should go to this, you know, I'm like, and they will. I mean, we've had a few, a few people turn up and they've said, yeah, my wife saw the leaflet. Um, um, what was interesting was that one, that young kid who came on earth, forget. He's only about, girlfriend, yeah. yeah, he was about 19. His girlfriend saw us on ITV piece. And so she told him and he came along and he said to us, 
um, I'm struggling, but I actually don't know what to do with it. I don't know what you do. And I was like, wow, there's people, there's men out there who, who are struggling, but I go, yes, I'm struggling. I don't want to go to the GP. Do I go to the GP? Is that what I got to do? Um, what, what, what? I don't know what counselling is. Where do I go? And it was amazing to hear this this young lad go. I, do, I don't know what to do. So my wife said, "Why don't you try this talk club thing?" And he came along, and 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 it was great. And he kept coming. And I just thought, "Wow, there's there's part of that as well. The education, as you're saying, the education part where that needs to change. Obviously, so people can understand. You know what." what it's all about i mean we we had these things we we, we produced these leaflets uh, let let it out uh, after lockdown and um we we produced four thousand of them and we put them through letterboxes and now everything's social media social media social media but, but my opinion social media is that it turns into wallpaper we very rarely get things through the door anymore especially stuff that's all black and white and might stand out so we got an amazing return on that. I think we had 400 men join off, 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 uh, off the back of a 4,000 uh, leaflet drop. And what, what my feeling was that we was do, it was doing multiple things inside that. When that lands on a, when that lands on a, uh, on a map, that sort of says, um, you can pick it up and go, I've seen this. Can I go? Almost, because, because my time's not my time. As we've established earlier, our time's not our time as fathers, our time is family time. And we have to get permission to sort of do things, right? But also if you pick, if you get, if you if the wife picks it up or the partner picks it up, I'm worried about you, try this. So it's what happens is it's it's a really important, it's really, really important to have those honesty and relationships. But I but but the return on that was amazing because what you've got is you you've got, I mean, we 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 uh, a radio DJ picked it up and it was like it was going off so I had one of your leaflets through the door can I can I like the actual presenter got it so she sort of rang me rang us up and started asking us about it and I think that's what that's what it all it's all about it's for us is is really we a community is isn't isn't just about fixing broke it's about it's about them their wives their families and but we're trying to make if, if they're if they're mentally fit they're going to be better fathers they're going to be better husbands so, so the wives and the uh, and the partners are, are really important as part yeah. of the journey. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I suppose the the hardest thing is just letting people know that it's there. Yeah. You know, I, I I always kind of think about this podcast. It's like it's very very easy for me to talk about mental health all the time to a load of other people who all talk about mental health, and then I think, well, how do I get it into the ears of me? four years ago how does that happen you know and i when i was really poorly i didn't know any of this stuff existed i couldn't name any of the well-known mental health advocates if you'd have asked me what depression was i would have told you it's how lazy people get off work you know like i didn't have a clue and yet i was really sick and i think that's that's the other thing isn't it it's like how do you how do you put it in front of people and saying like we are here like come along and have a go that's that's the challenging part right well to us it, 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 partnerships are really important and that's what we found like with obviously clearhead bristol beer factory i know we're joking about promoting it but the important thing is on the can it says how are you at 10 and it's got talk club and it says this is a beer for good and the amount of people that have you know, contacted us on Twitter or through uh, Instagram and said, "Oh, I'm drinking Clearhead and I saw Talk Club on the side. And how are you out of ten? And what's this?" And it started a conversation. 
And so that stuff like that is really important when we realize that partnerships with people and go, we need to get out there. And the best way is to build these partnerships with different people who care about what we're doing as well. It's not just about going, yes, we're going to get our alcohol-free beer. We, 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 you know, we talk to these people and they're like, yes, we want to be involved. This is great. Let's partner up and do something and make a difference. So I think that's a really good way of getting, getting, getting out there and, and, and being noticed is setting up well, it's a community again. We come back to the word community, don't we? We're building a, a bigger and bigger community. Yeah. We need to sort of, we, we're working with, we've got a big um, fundraiser in May called Miles and Miles. And um, well, you can explain what you, you can explain where it came from. But, but what we found is that as everyone's coming back to work, and what we're trying to do is we're trying to sort of, we're going to take over the whole of May. But what we're trying to do is we go, well, corporates can get involved with that and they can get their staff going out for a walk together over lunch. Use how you out of 10, do a talk and move, get people talking, get people moving. And then you can support us with a bit of funds as well. Mm. So, Gabby, you say about Miles for Miles? Yeah, so um, Miles for Miles, uh, the whole of May, as we know, um, uh, Mental Health Awareness Week is in May. Um, May statistically is one of the highest months for suicide. Um, and so we thought, like uh, Movember, why don't we do it for the whole of May? Because rather than just do a week or a weekend, the, the awareness should be for the whole of that month. So that if it's if it's a bad month, my friend last May took, took his life. Uh, Steve from the documentary took his life in May. And uh, a friend of mine's brother, Miles, took his life in May. And that's who this this campaign fundraisers for uh, miles was my rupert rupert um, and phil friends of mine uh, their brother rupert uh, miles was a doctor in london and he took his life um and the family wanted to do something to get behind like this can't happen this is all but like how ben felt about steve and so uh, obviously being friends of rupert um they contacted talk club and said look we want to get behind you and really help you so they gave us a donation and we said well look thank you for your donation uh, you know, in honour of, of that and uh, of Miles, we do we will do a fundraiser every year for Miles and Miles in honour. So we came up with Miles for Miles. Oh uh, wow! So that's what it's going to be for the whole of May. Any miles you want to do, um, I'm going to actually go for a walk with the children of my my friend who Rob who took his life last May. I'm, he's got two two young boys, so I'm going to go for a walk with them in the Peak District um, with my two boys. So that's going to be my miles. Uh, I'm going to do it for, for him uh, and raise some money. And we're saying to people, you can do your miles wherever you want. It doesn't have to be obviously be four miles. Um, it can be for wherever you want. It could generally just be for, yeah, I want to raise money. It is for suicide. It is for suicide awareness. The most important thing for us is the awareness side of it because um, it's, it's affected us personally. You know, we both lost people in May to suicide. So um, it's really important that we get people out there talking. And if it is that, I think for us as well, is starting that conversation. I think what is important, and I was talking to someone about this the other day, is we've got to start asking people if they do feel suicidal. It's something we've got to start doing. It's okay to say to somebody, do you feel suicidal? Have you made plans? You're, the, the, the myth is that, oh, if you talk about it, they're then going to do it. Oh, they're going to actually keep, they're going to kill themselves. If you mention them, are oh, you going to kill yourself? They're not. That's an absolute myth. So 
I think we have to start that conversation. We have to start asking people if they're feeling low and you're aware of them low, ask them. Just clear the air. Just clear the air. And say, clear the air. do you feel suicidal? You know, are you, are you, are you know, how are you feeling? You know, and I think we have, to, I think that's something we really have to start doing and, and, and normalizing and making it a normal part of our dialogue with friends and family. Um, you know, I asked someone recently and they were like, no one's ever asked me that. And I was like, wow, you know, I'm the first person to ask them. And, um, you know, and this is someone who I've, I'm, I'm aware of that they generally feel quite low. So, <laughs> you know, it's just, it, it, it's just starting those conversations. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 the thing is, people are scared of the answer. I get it. People are scared of the answer. Um, but it might just save their life, yeah. you know? I mean, and that's the thing, just because you're... I mean, they sort of say, if you, if you, just because you're having suicidal thoughts doesn't mean you're going to do it. But obviously, if you open it, if you open that, 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 if you openly say, I'm feeling suicidal, you're now sharing that burden. Well, they're more likely not to do it if you exactly. ask, ask them yeah. than, than do it without asking. Exactly. And then as soon as they've said it, they're, they're less likely to do it again because now yeah. they've got, because now, now, now it's a case of, it's a case of being, being heard. And, and where it comes back to, as, as Gav said earlier, it's about, it's about these these men who are feeling uh, so lonely, so 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 lost with life that they don't feel that they that they're, they're worthy to be here anymore. I mean, Steve sort of said he thought that we like in his letter that we'd be better off without him, and he sort of go, which is completely I'm going to use the word bollocks, but completely untrue on every level. Um, and and the 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 mess of the wake is left behind. But we were so looking back on it, we didn't know what we know now, mm. and and I think that we do have to sort of confront that word and not be not be scared of it, not be scared of the answer, because once it's out there, then actually you can start dealing with it. So for example, I mean, I think it should start with the "How are you out of 10? and I think that's yeah, that, yeah. I think that does that is a starting point. But if someone, if you're if a friend, for example, you've seen them the last couple of times and they're ones and twos. You know, if I started seeing you, Tom, and you every time I saw you were like, yeah, I'm a two, I would probably want to say, you know, it sounds like you're really struggling. You know, have you had any suicidal thoughts? How are you feeling? You know, make it part of the conversation because that is, you know, that's a warning sign, isn't it? And that's yeah. why I think, but you wouldn't know that if you didn't know their numbers were low. So yeah. that's what we're saying is it, the starting point is that it's, it's the out of 10 helps you get to that point. Yeah, definitely. I think a lot of people, um, they don't want to ask for help when they get to that point because they don't know how, because it's, it's it's scary to say that word, to say suicide when you're asking someone. It's scary to say, you know, that was a path that I went down and I remember the first time thinking about it and I shocked myself, you know, and I kind of went, hang on a minute, that was dark, you know, and that turned into something that happened quite regularly. And I got used to saying it you know, to, to the point where it almost happened, but I got used to saying it because I said it all the time. Well, the yeah. same thing works when you're asking people about it. We can take the fear away from it, from using the word, you know, it takes the scariness away from it. The more that we talk about it, the more that people know it's okay to talk about, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, yes, I, I, I agree with you that it's, 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 it's scary to know the answer, but what is far scarier is knowing that they're dead. 
you know, <laughs> them yeah. not being on this planet anymore is yeah. far worse to deal with, isn't it? You know, yeah. and it doubles back to what you were saying before as well about listening. So, so many people don't want to have these conversations because they say, well, I don't know what to say. If I ask them, are you feeling suicidal? And they say, yes, then I don't know what to say. And you don't yeah. have to say anything. You no. just have to kind of just, just be there. Right. And just kind of, yeah, just, just be there and, and go figure it out together. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. If you, I mean, and then it's the case of, okay, we need you to get, we need you to get help. Mm. But the thing is, it's, 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 but it's the same as like, how many times have you seen people walking around with a bad back at work, right? They're struggling around. They look like a crab, right? And you sort of say, why are you here? Why are you not at home? Why are you sort of like, why are you not, um, uh, you're, you're an idiot for getting up. You should be in, in bed. Right. If it was that, if it was that obvious when it came to our mental health, if we knew that someone was that unwell, right, then you'd be saying you need to be getting back in. You, you need to be getting help for this. And that's what we're trying to do with a lot of this is actually trying to how are you out of 10? As Gav says, is if you go a two, if you keep saying twos and ones, you're sort of going, OK, look, 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 let me get you. Let me let me help you get help. Right. Let's share. Let's share where you are. And. And then you're dealing with something. When when you're keeping it all to yourself and you're building it up and you and you maybe even just saying it quite a lot of times when we've had people who have uh, men have come to us afterwards and going, I was I like there was a bloke right at the beginning, so I was feeling suicidal before I came into these groups, and this was going to be my last chance. But I've I've had three I've had three weeks and I want to live now. That's what he said to me, and I was like, I was like, I. Like, and when he walked up to me, he was going to give you a hug. And then he t- said that to me. And obviously, I was you, you're blown away by stuff like that. And he's still with us now. And you go, it was just being heard. It was just being heard. And, and I think quite a lot of the time, especially when we've got this disconnect for blokes, as we get older as well, we, we need to make priorities of those things. What, are, what is surprising is how much it's, it's around. And um, it's almost like, it's almost like, you know, vampires in the dark, you know, it's like they're there, they exist, you know, and it's, we did this football match for Talk Club Football Club and after, and we did it as a, uh, you know, as as a fundraiser for Talk Club, uh, uh, Yate Town played. Um, and um, the amount of people that came up to us after saying, I know someone who's taken their life or I've thought about it or, and it was, I'm, I'm saying about, oh my God, that's about the fifth person that's come up to me and said that I know someone who's, you know, a cousin or a friend or, and it's, it's, it is everywhere, but it's just not talked about. And I think, I do think we need to talk about it more. I, I mean, as much as people might go, oh, this is depressing and, uh, but it is we've just come out of a pandemic we're now in an epidemic we're now in a mental health epidemic and the suicide stats are going to get worse so let's not pretend they're not let's not pretend everything's okay let's let's face it and do something about it and that's exactly what talk club's about we're doing charity we want to do something about it yeah we've had enough of mental health awareness we're about mental health <laughs> yeah. yeah what happens next right we talk yeah. about mental health action, and it's even with that. I mean, like, like someone sort of said, one of the, um, uh, one of the, someone said that his wife wasn't being as supportive as she should have been. A bit careful how I phrase this, but, um, but what he goes, well, why would you want to sit in a room with loads of blokes who are just being depressed? And that's the complete opposite of what TC is about. We do laugh, we do, a, we do sort of, we do. It is, it is, it is light. 
but also it's as Gareth, as Gareth says, it's, it's structured so you can actually just get everything out. You want to call me Gary all the time, right? Uh, Gav, Gaz, Gaz. There's too many of those, but um, but it's but it, it is really about just getting getting those things out, and and it's not it isn't just a feeling down. Let's let's all just be down together. It's actually when you get into their mental fitness and your gratitude and your mental fitness, you you like. We we've now got what were those stats? We've had twenty. How many hours have we done now? How many bums on the seats or something? There was. Oh, I don't know. There was some ridiculous. There were some stats came back recently. I wish I could remember them, but it was like. Um, but what you're doing is you in 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 the hundreds of hundreds, if not thousands, groups means we've had now. There hasn't been anyone who's gone who's come out lower than they walked in. Mm. Everyone walks in. At one number and goes out higher on the way out or level, mm. but higher or level on the way out. And and when you've got that type of thing and you go, and you can see your own progression. It's a, it's a lot about agency. It's about having control over what you are doing. And and I think when when we when we're feeling, especially when it comes to us blokes, we want solutions as people, as sort of like as that natural thing. But you can, t- but but we feel helpless when it comes to our mental health because we don't know enough about it. Mm. And even just by asking that and being part of that and going, it's okay to talk. It's okay to be down. There okay. is there is support, and I think that's the thing that we've got to change. Is um, there's so much support out there. There's so many men's groups. There's so many. You know, I know it's hard to uh, to access therapy at the moment, and it, there's waiting lists, and it's chocker, and everyone's busy. But we've got a solution for that. Um, <laughs> but um, that's the next thing we're doing. Actually, is we are setting up uh, talk club therapy groups. So that's the next level for us. What we're doing. We've trained all the. Th- so they're going to be run by fully qualified therapists. We've trained all the therapists up to run short-term psychotherapy groups so that when a member comes into, uh, when someone comes into talk club, goes to talking groups, but if they're struggling and go, actually, I need a bit more, well, we've got a therapy group. So if someone comes in, the captain says to us, this 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 guy's been coming and his numbers have been consistently low the last couple of weeks, we can say, well, look, do you want to come to the therapy group? And we can go a little bit deeper in the therapy group because it's run by therapists. And it's, it'd be six men for six weeks. The cost is going to be really, it's, it's going to be like eight pound a session, really cheap. Uh, so it's accessible for all. So anyone can, uh, we have to charge a little bit just so it, we can basically cover costs. Um, but the, the charity obviously are going to pay half of that. So Talk Club are going to pay half so that men can access this. That's why we're doing this big push for miles for miles because the money we raise from that will go into the therapy groups and eventually we're going to offer one-to-one therapy as well. So that's what we said earlier about once you're in talk club, you're in talk club for life because you do the, do the talking bit, go to the therapy groups, you can go to one-to-one. And then once you've done that, you can go back around to the talking groups and maintain your mental fitness. But then if you feel like actually your mental health is deteriorating, come and have some therapy group. So we're, we're, the way we, that's how we feel is that once you're in, you're in, you're in, you're in for life, and that's the thing because you you come in, you you trust us. You sort of like you've been to a you've been to a football session, and then you've been to a, you've been to a, a, a talking session, and now and now you need a bit more. You go to a, you go to a group therapy, and it's again the group therapy is going to be run in the same feeling of it. So you've almost you've almost done this two times already. You've seen the you've seen the logo on on a on a, on a beer can. You sort of, you you trust us because we're like you and. 
And that's what sort of like that's that's where it comes back down to that accessibility of 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 not we're not we're not talking down to anyone. We 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 we're, we're there with you. And the while. perfect part of that is the structure will be the same. So the therapy groups, so that the men will identify because it will be the same structure. We we start with the how you at ten, and then you can obviously talk a bit, go a bit deeper on why your what your number is that, and have the opportunity to go deeper, and then we'll have the same process where we will check out the end as well. So um, that's the next stage for us is to to offer um, our members. Uh, and obviously, you've got to uh, join our online community to be a part of that to to access those uh, services, basically. Yeah, sure. I mean, that just sounds wonderful. The whole thing about that just sounds absolutely um, lovely. Yeah. With, with regard to the community, is it a case of just heading to the website if anyone's listening? Yeah, wetalkclub.com we forward slash community. Um, and you just join up. It's it's you can jo- you can you can um, you can opt to, for a donation. You can give us a donation if you like, but you can also join for free. There's no you're not obliged to pay anything. Obviously, that's just there in case anybody wants to you know donate to us. But if you want to join up, it's free. And then once you're in, you you you're part of the community, and then you can access all these groups and and the therapy group as well. And we'll be and we'll be like we're growing the group. I mean, we've only been Alan, we've been launched the, the oh, site it's only three three weeks, three three or four weeks. Yeah. So 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 the site's only been the the, the hub's only been going uh, three or four weeks now. But we're, the idea is to keep building and building and building that. Mm-hmm. So because what we were doing before, because we Facebook was brilliant for where it was, but also Facebook can be an anxiety causer. So so what we found is that that everything was had to build that way because we're we're we were just created out of nothing. And then all these were very, they were very disconnected. So now what they are is the way the idea of the site's going to work is that the hub's working is that you can, you can see everything that's going on in a, in a calendar there. So you can join the latest, the, 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 the latest, uh, talk and lift, talk and lift. We've got talk and lift as well now, but you can, you can join a virtual group tonight. It's not going in an elevator. <laughs> yeah. Actually, that's quite good. You get an elevator and you do a little talk club and you talk. And by the time you get to floor 10, you're at a 10. <laughs> yeah, perfect. <laughs> there you go. We're just on this podcast exclusive. Yeah, talk that's it. Talk and lift. But I, but I think that's the whole point. Is it's sort of it's it's to try and build as much of that as possible. We can create. We can. We're gonna like have a lot of talks in there. We'll have a lot of sort of uh, films in there. We'll yeah. just we'll just just make it okay for sort of to, to be vulnerable. We want it to be. We want it eventually, obviously, to be a hub, a place that men want to be. A, it's like a men's fitness magazine. You know, you want to buy the magazine because you want all the handy tips about what to drink and what to eat. So for us, it's going to be that. It's going to be a place that men can go to. And have advice, and like you said earlier, about what is depression? Well, they have stuff like that and talk about that. We'll have exclusive content of people talking about that. And so eventually, you know, this time next year, when we uh, see you again, maybe we can have a follow-up. Um, we can it will be an advanced stage, there'll be more things going on on that on the community. Yeah, yeah. And like you say, community, there's that word again, right? You know, yeah. we're gonna the online community, the in-person community. I just I'm gonna let you go, guys, because I'm conscious of your time, because I think it sounds like we're probably all of us have got to be up at a stupid o'clock time tomorrow, whether we like it or not. But before we go, I just want to double back to um uh the miles for miles for May. How do people get involved in that, man? Do we sign up through the community or yes. like what's the what's the deal there? It's miles for miles. Miles uh, for miles in, in May. May. Uh in May. three M's. Um 
Yeah, uh, it's if you fundraising. email fundraising at wetalkclub.com, that's the email address, fundraising at wetalkclub.com. Uh, if you go to the website wetalkclub.com forward slash fundraising, you'll see it all on there as well. Um, and if you want to email us, we'll send you a load of gump back about what it is and how to get involved. Um, and yeah, it'd be great. More the merrier, absolutely. More, more, more awareness, the better. Oh, fantastic. I'll make sure all those links are in the episode's notes and I'll, um, yeah, I'll shout about it from the rooftop guys. Cause I just think it's like, it's incredible what you're doing. And, um, oh, yeah, you. I feel very inspired talking to you both this evening and I cannot thank you enough for your time. Thank you so, so much. Well, before you go then, what's your number out of 10? My number now is really high. Yeah. I reckon I'm a solid eight and a half now at, at <laughs> least. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, um, I mean, that's different. If you'd have asked me at the start of the conversation, I would have said seven, I think. So it's gone up just from chatting to you, gents. So, um, yeah, that's thank you very it. much. That's great. Thank man. you. Cheers, Tom. Take proper mental podcast please like and subscribe the space star